The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. I'm the Doctor. I'm a Time Lord. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Casterberus. I'm 903 years old and I'm the man who's going to save your lives and all six billion people on the planet below. You got a problem with that? to another episode of the New England Society of Geeks podcast. I am your host, Eric, and this, my friends, is going to be another episode of The Geeks, Geeks of Gallifrey. That's right, where we, we talk Doctor Who. And for that, I have with me, you know him, you love him, you hear him on the monthly comics cast, it's the cosmic comic guru, Dario. What's up, Dario? Hey, Eric, what's going on? Not much, not much. All right, so we are going to be talking about the third special, uh, The Giggle, and the Christmas special, wherein we see the new Doctor. So, let's start with The Giggle. What did you think of the episode? Uh, out of all three episodes, it was the best one. And, and I had I, watched it more than once. <laughs> I loved it. It's great. It's so good. I was... Neil Patrick Harris is amazing as the toy maker. Yes. I was just... I just had a big smile on my face the whole time I was watching it. Um, there was one point in the middle of the episode where I just went to myself, this is really good. Um, yes, and Neil Patrick Harris was, was excellent as a toy maker. Um, mm. it was just a really good episode. And we got to see the, uh, the split of... Oh, God, I don't want to talk about that right now. We'll talk about that last. <laughs> sure, we can talk about that. We'll talk about <laughs> the split a little later. So what would you like to start with, then? <laughs> well, first of all... I, I and I think we went over this, and when we talked about the first two specials, the the budget is is way higher than it usually yeah, is on yeah. these shows. Yeah, and thank God it looks like it's staying high at a high budget mm. with the new series starting. Yeah, uh, hopefully. Um, but this this felt like watching a movie, and yes. it, you know, it's funny. I, I watched behind the scenes for. For this, and I mentioned it to you last time. Whenever I watch any any specials on on any of this stuff, I try and soak it up as fast as possible. But uh, I guess Neil Patrick Harris is not a not he's not, it's not that he's not a Doctor Who fan. It's just that he never was really like into watching Doctor Who. So this was a, a whole. He came into this like everybody that's on Doctor Who. I feel like has had a history of it, like right. especially since in the UK it's so famous. Oh yeah, of course. He came in and he was just like, "Yeah, I'll do it," because he knew Russell T. Davis. So it was it was really good. And and getting the uh, I'm trying to remember her name, um, the woman who who was uh, the uh, uh, companion for uh, the Sixth Doctor. Mm. It'll it'll come. Either. I'll try and look it up. I think uh, it started Bobby? with an- Mel. Yes. Yep. Yeah, having her back on was great. So, you know, it was. I never watched much of that doctor's uh, episodes, although I listened to a lot of his audio stuff. Um, apparently, she, uh, the, Bonnie Langford is his name. Is her name? Yeah. Uh, apparently, she 
um, was saying that on the, on the TV show, her character didn't do much. <laughs> so to be promoted to a unit, you know, not just an advisor, but a unit like task member, which mm. is great. So. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty good. Um, yeah. I haven't seen those older episodes in a long time. Uh, but yeah, it was good. Actually, mm-hmm. um, I did a little checking, a little, uh, refresher on the, the toy maker before I watched the episode, just so I could, um, know what was going on because it's been a long time since they've dealt with the toy maker, but a long time. A We're talking like probably 40 years. Something like that, yeah. Five years, maybe? Yeah. He was in the first Doctor's storyline. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it was it was a good uh, good refresher on... And I did... I thought Neil Patrick Harris, whether he was a Doctor Who fan or not, I think he was perfect. He just... He just did. And for some reason, and this is weird, but for some reason, I really liked his hair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. His man has good hair. (laughs) It just worked. The way his hair was, it just worked for him. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it was interesting. Um, I like. I love the uh, the idea of him being bound to the rules of the game and everything. Mm -hmm. That's a really cool idea. So when you said you were doing a little bit of research on the on the character prior, did you realize that the guy who played him in the original series was the guy who played Alfred in the um, in the Tim Burton Batman movies? Only because uh, I believe you had mentioned that to me. Yeah. Perhaps on the last episode. So, yeah, it was crazy. Yep. I remember when uh, I was watching, uh, you know, parts of old episodes of Doctor Who, and I was like, that guy looks so familiar to me. And I'm like, ah, it's because he's he's Alfred. <laughs> he's Alfred. One of the really good Alfreds, too. Yeah, exactly. So the... Uh, the whole beginning. Well, there's a couple, a couple historical things I didn't realize. I didn't realize that the, like apparently the not apparently. I guess I didn't know it at least that the uh, first television transmission. Everyone, you know, historically says it's one person, and it was. I, I don't know the history of all this stuff, but I the guy that, that that did it in the show is the guy who did it for real in real life, uh, and and I, he did use a puppet. <laughs> uh oh the puppets the puppets are great yes so the whole the whole part of the move of the show where they go where they finally go back in time and encounter the toy maker in his shop and start running around and 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 start dealing with the marionettes mm-hmm. uh they, they really captured the creepiness that doctor who should have yeah that stuff was very creepy <laughs> mm-hmm. and i guess the the, the, the scene where the, there's a, a life-size marionette with a human head, mm-hmm. and then later on it becomes a it, it becomes the doctor's head yep. on the marionette. Is they they actually created a full life-size marionette? Oh wow! No kidding. Yeah, huh. yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. Mm-hmm. And then and then the the little marionettes that um, Donna ran into the mother and their the little babies that was creepy. Three kids. Yeah, the three children. So. So scary. <laughs> I know. Although it was awesome, though, <laughs> when she grabbed the, the mother one and started smacking it against the wall until its head fell off. Yeah, yeah. And then the kids <laughs> just, like, just scurry off into the darkness. <laughs> that was great. Mm-hmm. Once again, reminding us why she's a great companion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's very, very high on my list of, of companions. Me too, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a little bit of a bummer that we're not going to see her again. But, I mean, who knows if we will or not, but 
pretty pretty sure that these characters feel retired to me. Yeah, unless maybe an occasional cameo or something, but. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then, and then, when the toy maker shows up in the in the in the modern timeline, oh. <laughs> and he appears to he appears to the, the 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 Spice Girl song. Oh man, that was killing me. Right, that not that was, only that oh. whole dance that whole dance scene <laughs> was not only funny but terrifying at the same time. Yes, he starts killing people. <laughs> yes. Oh man, it was just crazy. I was watching I was watching it and I was loving it but I'm like how long are they going to go on with this and they they went on for quite a while just about the whole song yeah he was great <laughs> they run out they run outside and they find out that that the toy maker took over the took over the giant laser that they had yes and oh Kate Stewart's like where are the guards <laughs> the toy maker's like I imagine they're still falling. <laughs> that was a great line. <laughs> that told you so much without really telling you much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I suppose that means that we have to get to the the by generation. Yeah, I suppose it does. <laughs> so, of course, the giant laser, as you just mentioned, he, uh, Toymaker at one point shoots it right at the doctor, and... The doctor starts to regenerate, of course, and instead of regenerating, he does something new that's never happened before, and they call it bi-generating, in which we have the David Tennant doctor and the new doctor both existing at the same time. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what to think of that. <laughs> it's the part of the show that I didn't love. I mean, I don't I don't dislike new concepts in, in the Doctor Who histories and... But there's some stuff that they do that if I don't like it, I just, I just let it, I just pretend. <laughs> I, just, I just go, well, whatever. Yeah, and that, I don't know, it was a little, it felt a little weird. It was less, it was, it was, it, I had less of an issue with it until I saw a behind the scenes interview with uh, Russell T. Davies and a few other people. And they were saying, they were alluding to the fact that the doctor has bi-generated throughout his entire life. So every incarnation of the doctor is still out there. How's that blow your mind? I saw the expression on your face. (laughs) Right. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, and they're kind of, and they're kind of letting that be the case because they did a whole series of, of mini episodes, uh, tales from the TARDIS or whatever it's called, where they go into, they go into a, uh, what's called a memory TARDIS. So it's a TARDIS that has parts from every existing TARDIS ever in it. And they've had every surviving actor who plays a doctor should reprise his role as a doctor at his current age, <laughs> re- re- reuniting with one of his companions. So we had, uh, we had um, the seventh doctor and Ace, you know, mm. got together and talked and then, you know the the sixth doctor and 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 Mel got together. I don't think it was Mel; it was somebody else. And then and then David, not David, uh, Peter Davison's doctor did a thing, and they're all just like, "This is this is me. This is I am old." <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to check those out. I have never watched those. They're they're really cool. You can find them on YouTube. The only problem with watching them on YouTube is that they they cut it. Like they do all this, they do all the segments with the doctors and the companion, mm. but it, it's also like a like a flashback thing. Like they talk about 
their old adventures. And then they'll show when they go to show the scenes that they're talking about. Yeah. They, whoever, whoever's putting them online is cutting that stuff out. Oh, so it's why just did you do that? right. I figured it must be a reason because they're not supposed to be showing them in the states anyway. Yeah. But, but anyway, I enjoy those, and I see how they are fit, falling into you know canon right now. Mm. But I still, eh. <laughs> yeah, that, that really kind of muddies things up a bit. That was a lot of stuff they muddied up, like in, in uh, Jody Whittaker's uh, uh, storylines. They, they revealed that the Doctor's not even from Gallifrey. We talked about this last time, I think. I think, yeah. That the Doctor wasn't from Gallifrey, that the Doctor was just a uh, an unearthly child that was abandoned. Yeah. And that the Gallifreyans used um, used this, this, this person to figure out how to regenerate and all that stuff. So Weird. It's weird. Yeah, it's a problem sometimes with, and it it's happened before with characters where you have a character that has some mysteriousness to them or whatever, and if you try to explain the mysteriousness, sometimes it doesn't quite work out because it's better to keep it a secret. Like Wolverine, yes, is Wolverine yes. better now? There is Wolverine better now that you know that he's been alive since you know the eighteen hundreds, right, or is yeah. it you rather just not know? So yeah. Yeah, or like, you know, like with Darth Vader. I never needed to see Darth Vader as a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is pod racing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> and, yeah, and especially with something like Doctor Who, I don't think you want to explain too much because the the mystery is part of a, a big part of what Doctor Who is. Right. So, you know. And I feel like there really wasn't much of a mystery. I mean, there was a mystery with his name, but right. growing up, I'm like, I never really questioned it. Nope. You know, it was what it was. That's I mean, to me, doctor, yeah. to me, growing up, the big thing when I the big thing I found out was that he stole his TARDIS, and they were like, he's a criminal. He yes, stole the TARDIS. Uh, so, which is funny. But it's good. I mean, it's 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 weird when you deal with characters that have been on. TV and, and media and stories of uh, plays and records and all this mm-hmm. stuff for over 50 years, you, you got to do something with it. But yeah, I mean, you know, we see that in comic books all the time, too. You know, right. So sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Right. So I didn't, I didn't, while, while I didn't love the bi generation, I did love the result of it. Watching the two doctors yes, team I up did against too, the toy yes. maker yeah. was great. The new doctor is amazing. Yes. Uh, it would have been cool if he had regenerated with pants. Yeah, I found that a little <laughs> odd, too. I'm like, why Why? no pants? <laughs> you got a shirt. Uh, you got a tie undone. You got your tidy whiteies. Why no no, no pants? <laughs> it's weird. Um, I was trying to think maybe it was because he had on the underclothes of David Tennant, but that wouldn't work with the shirt. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> yeah, this is funny. But it was, yes, it was fun seeing them work together to beat the toy maker. That was fun. In a game of catch. Right. Which I loved. <laughs> well, you were saying before, the, the rules of the game, the toy maker binding himself to the rules of the game is, is right. just, it's so it's kind of a Marvel concept, you know? Mm. Like, the, like the game master or the collector and that stuff. Right, exactly. And he is... I've se- when I looked him up, I did see him also called the Celestial Toy Maker. So yeah, so that kind of fits in as well. But I don't know what what was created first, the Marvel versions or that version. Um, probably around the same time. Mm, probably yeah. Um, I was just gonna 
what was I going to say? Something. Something, something, something dark side, something, something dark side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was, it was also interesting that they kind of made it like the reason it happened is because the, the, the David Tennant doctor was just so tired from always just being on the run and always going. And so he kind of retires and gives a new, you know, gets the new doctor. Well, I also like the fact that they, they're kind of doing the, the mental health day kind of for him. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the new doctor shows up and tells, tells the old doctor that he needs to take a break. He needs to take a breather. He's been doing nothing but running and not just running. He's been running away from all these things that have been haunting him. Right. And all that. And, and this, this is the thing we talked about this last time too, that this, this version of the Dave, this David Tennant's playing, not his original doctor, but a new, but a new doctor. So he has all the experiences that, 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 that Peter Capaldi had and Matt Smith had and, right. and Jody Whitaker had. So he has all that stuff. He knows everything that happened. He's seen these, these companions come and go or die or, or the, you know, his villains that he fought that he wasn't able to save and all this mm-hmm. stuff. So, oh. you know, Shooty, Shooty's doctor, you know, tells him, take care of yourself first. Mm-hmm. That's what he's doing at the end of this. Yep. So that's, that's great. I mean, I love it. I think it's good. And it's kind of a fresh start for, for everything going forward with Disney plus. Um, there's a lot of good things that, that, that came out of these specials. Yeah. Um, which that harkens me back to one cool scene that I forgot. We forgot to mention is when, um, when the toy master was doing the little puppet show for the doctor and Donna talking so about awesome. like I love the scene. companions and how, what happened to all of them and everything. That was really, that was a good scene. I really love that. Yeah. yeah. And, um, um, Neil Patrick Harris did, did his own puppetry for that, which I think I talked to you about before. Oh, nice. He's an established, he's an established magician. Oh yes, and a puppeteer. yes. Right. So when they, when, when they were getting them all set up for that, they're like, all right, so we're gonna have this guy come in with the marionettes, and he was like, oh, I can do that. And they were like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> he was like, no, oh, I, I, I can, I can, I can handle marionettes. You just have to, you know, get everything all ready for me and hand it over to me, and I could do it. And he did. He did. He did a lot of it. He did, might not have done all of it, but he did a lot of it. That's awesome. Yeah, I know he did the the giant puppet because we saw him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually cool too. Seeing seeing. Uh, him manipulating the the life size puppet, like yeah. from up in the yeah. clouds and stuff, it was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> kind of gives you a little a little uh, example of his power. Mm-hmm. And they're basically saying, you know, at the at the end of all this, when he gets defeated, um, he's still not the major bad guy. I mean, this entire time we thought that yes. the celestial character would have been the connecting major bad guy for everything, but he's still he's still not it. He's still not it. Because it so was, there was, what did it's he, not meep to beep. It's not him. <laughs> nope. Um, what did he call it? What did he say? The one he ran away from or something like that? Um, I don't remember, but he does use, he some, does use some sort of, some sort of cryptic phrase yeah. for Hoodabert's charges. Right. Which you could easily have missed if you weren't paying attention. Right. Which I kind of like read, that too. And, and I've read and seen in interviews that they're going to start leaning towards the, the non-scientific bad guys, you know, like this entire time, the Doctor's oh. been fighting aliens and things that even Cyberman. even though it's you yeah. know it's crazy Doctor Who stuff, right? It's always been like some sort of explanation for why these things are happening, right? But 
you know, there's still things like the White Guardian and the Black Guardian and, you know, the the there's a lot of like celestial things that, mm. that they've dealt with in the past. Right. And I think they're bringing that back. And there's they started that with the second special when he was on the when they were on the edge of no of, of creation and yep. he kind of was breaking the membrane between science and magic. Right. So they're doing more of that. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. Um I was just reminded also of after the toy maker was defeated, um, you saw a little scene where he's the toy maker has a gold tooth that he said he keeps the master in. Yeah, because he caught the master. Yeah, which also blew my mind too. I was like, whoa. Um, and afterwards, you see after he's defeated, you see his gold tooth lying on the the floor, and someone picks it up. Mm-hmm. It's a woman's hand. It is. Um, which is interesting. We'll see where that goes. Mm-hmm. It could be anybody. It could be. It's funny. I saw that, and all I could think of is the scene from the Flash Gordon movie, where where Ming Ming had Ming's dead in the very last scene. His ring yes. is lying there, and you see you just see the hand come down and grab the ring, and you yep. hear Ming's laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be going nowhere without my jewelry. <laughs> very reminiscent. Yes. <laughs> but uh, I'm looking forward to what comes of that as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else you want to talk about for that episode? Oh, just that it was literally one of the best episodes. Definitely. I've seen in a long time. Yes, definitely. I agree. And there's a lot of really fun memes. I don't know if you've seen all the memes that they, 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 they go back to the, uh, the, the scene where the marionettes, where the, they're reenacting all the, all the people that the doc that died on the doctor's watch, you oh. know, when they were doing the marionette thing. Yeah, I have not seen. So everyone's doing these memes where where they just take other stuff from the doctor's history, and it's just like in in this 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 person died, and the doctor goes, "Yes, but I went back in time and saved them and put them into a different universe, and now they're alive and well." And then the toy maker's like, "Well, all right then." I loved when he kept saying that. That was awesome. No, that's okay then. <laughs> that was killing me too. I love that. That was great. There's so many just moments from that episode. Where I was just like, oh, that was great. So yeah, definitely. I agree. Definitely one of the best episodes I've seen in quite some time. Yeah. So that'll bring us to the next episode, which is the Christmas episode, um, which is the first full episode with the new doctor and the new companion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in this one, there's a whole story with uh, babies and goblins stealing babies and Goblin King wanting to eat babies. And <laughs> uh, What were your thoughts on this episode? So this is another thing that I've got a bunch of mixed feelings on. Mm-hmm. So first of all, the cast is awesome. Yes. I mean, I've already mentioned a hundred times the new Doctor is great. I mm-hmm. think he's amazing. Yes, I agree. Um, I like the new companion. Yeah, the new companion is uh, uh, Ruby Sunday. Yes, um, yeah. her name, her real name is uh, Miley Gibson, and mm-hmm. she is really just an eighteen-year-old girl, as opposed to as opposed to all the other people that play companions. And if they're like, <laughs> "I'm a twenty-year-old companion being played by a thirty-five-year-old girl," yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was she was good. Yeah, but she's great. She's, I mean, she, uh, the, the, the chemistry that the two actors have together is really there. I yes, think. I agree. Yeah. And, and Shooty's doctor is just, when, when we first see him, he's just nightclubbing, 
he's doing some investigating, but he's mostly just enjoying himself. Yeah, yeah. Right? So there's a lot. Um, the One of the things that I learned I thought was pretty interesting was this. I don't know if you remember, but as he's, as he's kind of tracking Ruby and seeing what's going on with her, and he follows them, and the giant snowman falls, mm-hmm. and... Uh, and the police officer comes up to him and starts asking him, and then he's oh, like, "All right, yes. fine, so let's do this." He's like, "Name the doctor. Occupation? Not a doctor." <laughs> that was uh, great. <laughs> place of residence? That blue box. <laughs> <laughs> but they they added that scene in specifically because D- Disney said we need to explain who the doctor is, and you're not you haven't done it. Uh, so oh. they wrote that they wrote that scene just so they could get. You know, people who don't know anything about the doctor right. have like a two second, a two second <laughs> bit that tells them who the doctor is. <laughs> well, it was a good bit, I'll say. It was pretty. I just the flow of it was pretty good. The rhythm of it, yeah, so it worked. Yeah, yeah. He takes the, he takes the officer back to his back to his. You know, he follows him back to the TARDIS, and he's like, he's like, oh yeah. And by the way, she says yes. Yeah. So you find. <laughs> You just see all the wonderful things that make the doctor the doctor. So yeah, I don't know if it really explained anything, but you know, whatever. It doesn't. Well, it doesn't need to. The rest of the episode does it for you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um. So it's the like I said, the whole thing centers around Ruby, who was as a baby was left outside of a church, and she doesn't. She's trying to find out who her parents are, but she can't find anything out. And then there was a little. A little confusion, not really, I wouldn't say I was confused, but the whole thing about the coincidences and the accidents and everything, it was just, it got a little... That weird. that that wasn't super clear. I literally, yeah. I, I'm glad I rewatched the episode because there's a, first of all, I hate, and I even hate saying this, <laughs> I feel, I, I feel like uh, either Shooty or, or, or uh, Miley, their accents sometimes are just a little too much for me yeah, to understand exactly sure. what they're saying. Yeah, I get that. Um, like so, there's a couple a couple scenes where I was like, "Oh, I gotta I gotta rewatch what they just <laughs> said because I missed it." So, well, you know, you can always turn on the closed captioning. That's probably the right thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Although it can get a little distracting at times, but yeah. That and then the, the the explaining the goblins and the and the and the science of knots and ropes was 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 a lot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, uh, we'll just go with it. Right, right. So then that's what you're supposed to do with a good Doctor Who story: is just go with it and enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. But uh, I, and I know I'm jumping ahead when I say this part, but I one of the things that I love is when they're on the goblin ship mm-hmm. and the Doctor goes. If there's one thing you can rely on, and even in a creaky old goblin ship like this, mm-hmm. they have the equivalent of air ducts. Yeah. <laughs> literally no reason for air ducts. Nope. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I love when they do stuff like that, though. Yep. Bit, the, the little bits of Dr. Hugh humor. Dr. Humor. Right. Well, just even 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 just in everything that we've watched our entire lives, people crawl around in air ducts. Yep. That are made <laughs> that are made for giant air. Yeah. As opposed, I know. As opposed to like the regular size air ducts. I remember I was reading a, I think it was an article on like movie mistakes and stuff, and of course they were talking yeah. about air ducts like specifically in Die Hard and stuff, and they're like, Yeah, they don't 
They don't build air ducts that big, <laughs> usually. It's really funny. I saw a little cartoon that said, that said this is what you know things would be like if they were real, and they show a picture of John McClane <laughs> going through the air duct, and then there's another one of him just kind of like peering into this very, very small <laughs> hole trying to figure out how to get it in there. <laughs> uh, air ducts, you gotta love it. <laughs> I know, and you're right. It, that's become like a, one of the tropes of the stuff we watch. Yeah, I've watched. I've watched very, very old, like '70s, like sci-fi stuff, especially for BBC, where people are literally running through air ducts. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> it's an air hall. Yeah. <laughs> What's this hall for? This <laughs> is just to get air back and forth. You, you need a lot of air. <laughs> sure, maybe if you know it's the giants from Jack and the Beanstalk or something, but <laughs> right. But going back to the beginning, uh, when they introduce Ruby and they and they have her talking to the girl that does the that does the TV show where they find out about your your genetic history right. and all that stuff, that was great. I, yes. I really yeah. enjoyed how they started with that. Yeah, I did and too. Let me, let me just say, I am very, very, very happy that they got Mary Gold back on for for the music. I don't know how into the sound of the show is. But he does all the he does all the the scoring for the show mm. and all that, and I I own every every season's worth of soundtracks that he's ever done for Doctor Who. I, I, oh, Mary nice. Gold's amazing, such a good such a good musical director. Yeah, the music was definitely great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I like that was a good introduction of the companion character uh, Ruby. We find out all we need to know about her that she doesn't know who her parents are and everything. A little mm-hmm. sad that she never found out, but mm-hmm. that may... Her, her adopted family is amazing. I'm so glad yes. that that they have a family again in the show. Yeah. Like, I mean, they, that, they did that with Rose in the, in the original uh, season one, and then they did it again with um, um, Amelia Pond and all that stuff. Yep. Uh, you know, she ended up, you know, getting married and having a kid and all that stuff. So when they have families on the show, I like it a lot. Yeah, I do too. Gives you some, gives them something to fight for. Mm-hmm. Um, it was funny though. It was, yeah, it was interesting to see that that was her adopted mom, and she fostered what was it, thirty three kids overall, and mm-hmm. um, which made which which made it kind of a little heartbreaking when the well jumping ahead, but when the timeline changed and she didn't, all those kids were never adopted and everything. It was like, oh, that's so sad. Right. Yeah. But you know that's that that's you know gave the doctor something to fight for, and it was one of those things when so after they save Lulu Bell, so uh, <laughs> Lulu Bell gets given to Ruby's mom to be taken care of on Christmas, and I, I love the joke where they're like, "Oh, such a terrible name, such a terrible name," <laughs> and then when they tell the doctor her ba- the baby's name is Lulu Bell, and he's like, "What an amazing name!" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so of course he loves the name. Of course. <laughs> Lulu Bell, holy! And I also love the fact that they they take that moment to acknowledge the fact that the Doctor is also an orphan. Yeah, like, I like that. That was good. Ever since they they did that storyline that I've told you so many times that I don't love. <laughs> I mean, they, from what I've heard, is that they never really address it or even talk about it until now. So mm. it's not like they're sweeping it under the rug. So it's still it's there. So it was kind of interesting too because it was kind of like the way the way it happened is. They were talking about it, and it's like all of a sudden he remembered. Oh yeah, I'm an orphan too. Mm-hmm. That was that was that was good. Um, so I'm still the whole. 
I'm still confused about the whole goblin thing and what they were trying to do. So the goblin, the goblins were trying to eat a baby, and they <laughs> they they targeted they targeted Lulu Bell as their as their lunch. <laughs> and, um, the super complicated answer is that they somehow were using Ruby, right? And the power of coincidences and bad luck to words and science and stuff. <laughs> This is where I this is where I get lost. Yeah. This is why we just stop making things up. This is this is where where science happens and techno babble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it got it just got very weird. Right. Even so that's that why world. this is one of those things where you just don't care. You just you just go with the yeah, ride. Just, okay, whatever. Because because a giant flying goblin ship <laughs> in the sky is amazing. Yes. A whole song and dance scene with a billion <laughs> goblins is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. Um, Having the Doctor and Ruby reply to them in song, yeah, <laughs> is amazing. And from what I learned, is they did that. They didn't, you know, like they do a lot of voiceover. They'll film something and then they bring people back in afterwards to do yep. the voiceovers mm. for it. That 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 whole singing thing that they did with the Doctor and the companion, they did that live. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> the, so they never brought them back in for voiceovers the thing i was wondering uh at one point though is so they bring in the baby and put the baby on a giant conveyor belt and then they open up this door and it's a the goblin king who's like this giant job of the hut like yep creature that's so and apparently they're gonna feed the baby to him but then yep. my question is, what about the rest of the goblins? What the hell do they I eat? I thought the same thing. I'm like, I'm like, wait, what do they eat? What do they eat? Because <laughs> the baby, you know, there's no way that that baby's like a snack for that giant goblin king. But what about the rest of the crew? What do they get? Right. They, they well, they probably eat nuts and berries. Probably. And they're like, they're like, if we give the goblin king a, if we give the goblin king a baby, he won't eat us. <laughs> Maybe that's what originally happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess that would make some sense then, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, it was just, it was, there was just, uh, this episode for me was a mixture of weird things that I wasn't quite grasping, and then, like, some really good emotional stuff scenes yeah. in it, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, I agree with that. And also, this was, this felt like a, this, weirdly enough, Felt like a like a real Doctor Who Christmas special. I mean, not just the fact that it is set during Christmas. The scenery is set for Christmas. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a whole lot of backstory that 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 is like this is all very clearly happening at Christmas. But I've watched every single Christmas Doctor Who story, and there are some that just happen, and they're like, "It's Christmas." <laughs> it's like, is it is it Christmas? It's like, oh, wait, there's a tree in the background, so I guess it is. <laughs> It's Christmas because we're releasing it at Christmas. Yeah. So I thought I thought it was a good holiday special, and I'm glad that they're doing those again because for some reason they decided with Jody Whittaker that they were going to get away from Christmas specials and do yeah New right. Year's specials instead. Yeah, which is weird. Which is weird. Um, yeah, I don't know why they. I don't know who decided that, but the director uh, did. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh yeah. So getting back to the story, so there was a part where. You know, after they rescue the Lulu Bell um, and bring her back and everything, there's this, there's a, they start talking about coincidences again. And yeah, you got lost, right? Like I did. Yeah, <laughs> they just kept saying, "Like what a coincidence!" And, she, and then all of a sudden, there was a there was 
something happened, and then there there was a crack that went in the ceiling of their apartment, and the doctor was trying to figure out what was going on, and then the next thing you know, Ruby disappeared. And then that's when the timeline had changed to where the her mother, adopted mother, had never fostered kids or anything, and the doctor figures out that the goblins are trying to get Ruby back when she was left at the church when she was a baby. They were going to eat Ruby. Mm-hmm. So he goes back in time, which is what he does. <laughs> and uh, he fought the goblins. Um, they don't ever explain what, how the, the goblins are time travelers. It just happens, right? Yeah. I don't even know for sure that they were. It's just, Yeah. Also, that was a that was a funny little scene when they were talking about the goblins time traveling, and Ruby was saying something you know about bad about time travelers, and the doctor was like, "Well, not all of them, you know. Some time travelers are nice." And <laughs> right, right. He's like this is that's not time travel. That's trash. <laughs> time travelers are great and amazing people. <laughs> um, but I did. I liked. <laughs> I liked the way the doctor f- um, took care of the goblins when they were trying to get Ruby. Using those gloves that he invented that put all of the weight in the glove, all of his weight in the gloves so he can hold on to stuff. The Mavity gloves? Yes. <laughs> yeah. The fact that they won't let go of that joke is even more amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, like, wait, did he just say Mavity? He did. Of course he yeah, did. Of course he did. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't know why. I wasn't. I won't say I was surprised when I saw the the top of the church steeple go through the Goblin King, but to kill him. But it was like unexpected for me for some reason. I was just like, "Whoa, they actually did that!" <laughs> so I can tell you that that was probably the scene I disliked the most. Mm. Um, I I prefer I I, I prefer mod my I, I don't know I just prefer the Doctor find a way to not kill somebody. Yes. Yes. Um, I mean, he's not not that he hasn't done it in the past, but I just prefer that he find a different way. That's the whole point of the doctor is that he's not really supposed to be doing that, right? I mean, I guess you could say, you know, it's it's you know the giant goblin king. It's not you know, so it's not like a person or all this you know, mm-hmm. trying to make excuses for it. But yeah, I wasn't crazy about that. Well, also also the fact that I mean, the goblin king might not be dead because when all said and done. Mm. Everything disappears, like the True. Goblin King disappears, the, right. ship, the, disappears, ship, disappears, the yeah. ship disappears, the Goblin disappears, so everything disappears. There's no damage to the church at all, mm. so maybe they go back to Magic Land. <laughs> maybe I, we'll see them again. Maybe they go back to a place where babies grow on trees and they can eat <laughs> all they want. <laughs> what a place. Um, yeah, so... And then, um, obviously, they focused on Ruby's mother a little bit, so there's going to be something coming with that in the future. You know there is. The question will be what? Who is her mother, and why can she not find her and everything? Right, so that's definitely going to be a long-term mystery. That and, and Mrs. Flood, the neighbor, who knows exactly what a TARDIS is. Yes, yes, that was interesting as well. Um. Yeah, who is she and what's her deal? I'm very interested to find theory. out about that. I, I was thinking about it earlier today. I was like, what if that's, what if that's, um, oh God, I can't even remember her name. It's not, is Amelia Pond. What's her, what is that, was that what her name was? No, it's, it's, it's yeah, that, it's going to be. 
I'm blanking on. Yeah, I am too. But anyway, what if that's her when she gets older? Because she she dies of old age. Oh. Because she gets sent maybe. back in time in New York by, from the Weeping Angels. So what if that's her? Maybe that could be interesting. Or what if it's, I mean, it just it'll be just neat instead of it being. Instead of it being some creepy super bad guy who's like, ah, ha, ha, you didn't realize that I'm the Ronnie. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if it's just somebody friendly, somebody. Yeah. Yeah, that would definitely be better for a change. Let's see where. But there's a lot going on and we got to deal. We still have to deal with whoever told, whoever took the master's ring, you know, the, yes. the mystery of mystery of, of Ruby's mom. Who the main bad guy is for the whole overall show. I'm very interested to find out who that is. Because mm-hmm. if it's somebody even bigger than the toy maker, I mean, <laughs> that's going to be good. I hope. I mean, if it's gonna if it's gonna be somebody big, it's gonna be it's gonna be the the the, the guardians. That's what it's gonna be. The guardians of time. Mm. They 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 multiple times have used their magical ways to manipulate the doctor. So. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to be bringing in more magic and stuff, mm-hmm. I like it. I and mean, if you don't know what the, if you don't know what the Guardians of Time look like, there's the White Guardian, the Black Guardian, and the Black Guardian is this old dude that's got like a, a dead bird on his head. <laughs> <laughs> it's the goofiest costume in the world. <laughs> that guy have a dead bird on his head? Yeah, looks like it. Should I? Oh, why not? You know, why not? <laughs> uh, yes like i said i like the emotional parts of this story um especially everything going on with ruby and everything and when she finally goes down excuse me when she finally goes to chase the doctor down and sees the tardis and everything that was just a really cool moment Mm -hmm. and i've also noticed uh they've been doing some interesting camera angles on the show uh, with this, with this one, and I think in the Toy Maker special, there's some really interesting camera angles that I was really enjoying. I hope they continue doing that. Like in mm. this example, they had the like they were showing above like the bird's eye view of the TARDIS as she was kind of running around it and everything. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. I like that. Yeah, very cool. Refreshing. One other thing that I'm kind of not crazy about it. We may have mentioned this before, but I really don't like his sonic screwdriver. No, we didn't mention that, and I hate it. I Well, let me rephrase that. I don't hate it. It's just so different. Yeah. I, I, would, I wish it would look less like a remote control. Yeah. There's a lot of design work on it that I love. Like, there's a lot of Galifreyan text that are in, that, that's in um, an African language. Oh, wow. And and things like that. So they put a lot of thought into the design. Um, so I like it a lot, um, and I do like some of the the ways it folds up. But it's so drastically different than anything we've seen uh, that it's just going to take me time to get used to. Yeah, I would I would add one to my collection if they made a toy for it in a, in a minute. <laughs> I'm sure they will at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's it just. I guess I'll just have to get used to it. But it's just so different. <laughs> And like well, it's not just that Peter Capaldi had Peter Peter Capaldi had sonic sunglasses. Yeah, that's true. I don't think I don't think it's that it's different. I think it's that I like you said it looks like it's a remote control or something. So that's a little right. a little weird mm-hmm. for me, but mm, mm-hmm. we'll see. I haven't really taken a close look at it yet either, so I'll have to do that, look it up and stuff. Yeah, look it up. There's a lot they put a lot of interesting thought into the design for it and and I, I like a lot of the aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Um it's just so 
so so not what I want. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, it could have been worse. They could have they could have changed the the entire design of the TARDIS, oh. and then that would have been a big no. Yeah, no. I was a little I was a little worried that when he split the TARDIS into two, that that was going to happen. Like mm-hmm. in in the Toy Maker episode, I was worried that uh, you know, they'd still be the regular TARDIS, but then his TARDIS would be some kind of weird looking thing, and that would just I mean, it would make sense on one level because you know there's no police boxes around anymore but on the other hand it's traditional it's the target it's iconic you don't change you don't change the outside of a famous ship exactly you don't take the enterprise and change it into from you know looking like the saucer design to to anything drastically different yeah really turning it into a klingon bird of prey god forbid (laughs) yikes uh it kind of still has the same inside from what David Tennant had, but now he has a jukebox. Yep, that's the only difference. It's the exact same interior, but he's got a jukebox. Which is pretty cool. I like that. Yep. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with this new Doctor overall. We don't get anything new until spring now. I know. And we don't even know exactly when in spring. Yeah. But we do know that they've already started filming season two. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. That's a good sign. I like it. I'm I'm very excited to see where all of the little puzzle pieces from these specials lead to i want to know how many episodes are going to be in the season because generally they do eight to ten but it's also very common for them to say all right we're going to do a 10 episode season then we're going to do a 10 episode season and then we're just going to do four episodes next year Mm -hmm. and then four episodes a year after Mm. so they do weird stuff like that yeah just just give us a nice 10 episode season that's that's perfect It's perfect. Uh, anything else we want to cover before we sign off? No, I don't think so. I love both the I love both episodes. I think what's 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 think about the four episodes overall. The David Tennant episodes were really good. Mm-hmm. Out of all of them, I'd say probably the best ones the Celestial Toy Maker because Definitely. not only did we get to see that we get to see the best of everything, but we also got both doctors. Yes, like, about halfway through. And Neil Patrick Harris probably, was amazing. Probably the best of all. Yeah, um, I like the new Doctor. I'm looking forward to seeing what the where what he can do. Uh, mm-hmm. Glad he finally put on some pants. And mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> his costume's great. I love yeah, his costume. Yeah. I like his jacket and everything. It's mm-hmm. pretty good. Um, everything but the screwdriver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's I think it's pretty much pretty much well documented that not a lot of people love the screwdriver. Mm. I wonder if they'll change it or just say, you know what, too bad. Yeah, I think they're just going to say, you know what, too bad. Yeah, probably. If they put all that work into it, like you said, then yeah, they're probably just yeah. going to keep it. Now, does does um, does the actor, I can never remember his name, but does he get a, a say in the in the uh, making of it, or was it already? I think so. I think that's the reason why they did the design work that they did on it. Cool. I like that. I know they do that uh, a lot in Star Wars, too, with lightsabers. They let the... Uh, the actor kind of helping the design of it, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. I just watched, I just, I just watched Barbie, and I didn't realize that Shooty was one of the Kens. Yes, yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> 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 that was a good, surprisingly good movie. Oh yeah, I laughed a lot during yeah, that movie. That was so much. I mean, uh, two years ago, when I you know found out, oh, they're doing a Barbie movie. That was the last thing I wanted to see, but it turned out to be really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As did 
the Doctor Who specials. Mm-hmm. So it's good. It's it's good to have Doctor Who back because it's been a while since the Jody one ended, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, maybe a year. But it's just it's it just, like it's more. good that it's back, and it's a bummer that we have to wait until spring. But yeah, but it'll be here before we know it. <laughs> right. Right. We have a good doctor. We have a good companion. We have a cool TARDIS. Yes. We have an amazingly interesting song screwdriver. Anything else? Nah, not really. All right, then. I guess that'll do it for us this evening. So uh, uh, thank you, Dario, for joining me for this adventure. And uh, thank you all to all the listeners for listening. Uh, We really do appreciate it. And uh, until next time, I don't have a good sign-off. Oh, you'll come up with something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Keep running. Yeah. Keep running. <laughs> Keep running, yeah. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. I'm not just a time lord. I'm the last of the time lords.